0: Chapter Twenty Two of the Ocean Wafes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Ocean Wafes by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Twenty Two Ship Ahoy. They had not made over a dozen strokes of their oars, which they handled cautiously and in silence, all the while listening intently when their ears were again saluted by sounds familiar to those first heard by little william and which he had conjectured to be the voice of a young girl as before the utterance was very low murmured as if repeating a series of words in fact as if the speaker was engaged in a quiet conversation shiver my timbers exclaimed the sailor as soon as the voice again ceased to be heard if that be'n't the palaver of a little girl my name were never Ben Brace on a ship's book, a smally wee thing she seemed to be, not bigger than a marlin spike. It sounds like as if she were talkin' to summon. What the old scratch can it mean, Willem? I don't know. Could it be a mermaid? Could it? In course it could. But are there mermaids, Ben? Mermaids be there? Mermaids? That what you say? Who denies there ain't? nobody but disbelievin landlubbers as never seed nothin curious cept in two-headed calves and four-legged chickens in course there be mermaids i seed some myself but i've sailed with a shipmate as has been to a part of the india ocean where there be whole schools of em with long hair hangin bout their ears and over their shoulders just like regular schools of young girls goin out for a walk in the outskirts of portsmouth or gravesend hush there be her voice again as the sailor ceased speaking a tiny treble such as might proceed from the tongue of a child a girl of some eight or ten years old came trembling over the waves in tones that betokened a conversation a moment or two elapsed and then as if in reply to the words spoken by the child was heard another voice evidently that of a man if the one be a marmaid, whispered Ben to his companion, the other must be a mer man. Shiver my timbers, if it ain't a curious confab. Moonrakers and skyscrapers, what can it mean? I don't know, mechanically answered the boy. Anyhow, continued the sailor, apparently relieved by the reflection, it ain't the big raft. There's no voice like that little un among its crew o' ruffins, and that man, whomsoever he be, don't speak like Le Grosse. i only thought so at first bein half asleep if it be a school o marmaids pursued he there ain't no danger even with their men along with em leastwise i never heerd say there were from marmaids more'n any other women, and not so much i dare say. sartin it be not the frenchman nor any o that scoundrel crew lord a mercy it might be a ship as is passing near us as this thought occurred to the speaker, he raised himself into an erect attitude, as if to get a better view. "'I'll hail, Willem,' he muttered. "'I'll hail em. Keep your ears open, lad, and listen for the answer. "'Ship ahoy!' The hail was sent in the direction whence the mysterious sounds appeared to have proceeded. There came no response, and the sailor, after listening attentively for a second or two, repeated the, "'Ship ahoy!' this time in a louder key." quick as an echo the words came back though it could not be an echo there are no echoes upon the ocean besides the voice that repeated the well-known phrase was quite different from that of him who had first pronounced it though different both in tone and accent it was evidently a human voice and as evidently that of a man a rude rough voice it was but it is superfluous to say that to the ears of ben brace and his youthful companion it sounded sweeter than any music to which they had ever listened the words ship ahoy were soon succeeded by others proceeding from the same lips Gorramity spoke the strange voice who de devil called ar dat somebody in de boat dat you captain am it you massa? Grow?" a negro muttered ben to his companion it's snowball the cook it can't be anybody but him in the name o neptune how has the darky got there? What's he aboard of? He war not on the great raft with the rest. I thought he'd gone off in the captain's gig. If that were so, then it's the boat that is near us. No, replied William, I'm sure I saw Snowball by the caboose after the gig had rowed away. As he wasn't with them on the big raft, I supposed he'd been drowned or burned up in the ship. Surely it's his voice? There it is again. Ship ahoy, hoy, hoy. Once more came the words pealing over the water in a loud prolonged drawl. Ship ahoy. Somebody call out dar? What ship am dat? Am it a ship at all? Or am it some a direct pandore? Castaways, responded Ben, castaways of the bark Pandora. Who calls? Snowball, be it you? Dat same child. who am you? Am it you, massa captain, in de gig? No, massa grow den on de big raft. Neither responded the sailor. It's Ben Ben Brace. Golly, you say so, massa Brace. How you be dar? Unless you be on de big raft, I'm on a raft of my own. Have you one, snowball? Yah, massa Ben. Yah, I may come out o' de wreck, and a water cask. Are ye all alone? Not zackly dat. The pickaninny be long WITH me de cabin girl You know, de little Lally Oh she it be, muttered Ben, now remembering the little cabin passenger of the Pandora. You BEEN'T movin', be you? No, responded Snowball, lying on de water like a log o' hogany wood. Han't moved a mile ebba since de bustin', up de powder ball. Keep your place, then, we've got oars, we'll row down to you. We? You say we? You got somebody sides yourself on dat raff? Little Willem. Lily Willem, ah, eh? Dat ere brave little lad. See him just as I go down in de cabin, forget to pick a ninny. See, I'm forward with axe. He knock off de grating, up de forehatch. He set all dem dare niggers free. It warn't no use, not bit good o dem they all got eat up by the shark or they go down straight to the bottom Goramity how they shriek and scream and jump overboard into the water neither the sailor nor little william paid any heed to the negro's half soliloquized narrative further than to make use of his voice to guide them through the darkness towards the spot whence it proceeded on discovering that it was snowball who was near both had turned upon their own craft and were now rowing it in the opposite direction to that in which but the moment before they had been so eagerly propelling it as they now pulled to leeward they had the wind in their favour and by the time the negro arrived at the end of his disjointed narrative they were within half a cable's length of him and through the darkness were beginning to distinguish the outlines of the odd embarkation that carried snowball and his protege just then the lightning blazed across the canopy of heaven, discovering the two rafts, each to the other. In ten seconds more they were in rapport, and their respective crews congratulating each other, with as much joyfulness as if the unexpected encounter had completely delivered them from death and its dangers. End of chapter 22